Hello, Loose Log Nation! Lauren and Mark here with episode number 69 of the Loose Logs Racing Podcast. Mark, 69, just like number 68, not real popular. I have down here uh, TJ Smith, a uh, local uh, guy here up in Wisconsin racing. He used to race dirt, then pavement, now back to dirt a little bit. Shane Krieger, uh, champion in the street stock division at uh, Wisconsin International Raceway. Johnny Allen has the most races, which I still don't think is that many in the NASCAR level. I also think about um, the ARCA number 69, uh, drawing a blank on their name now, of course. Um, Wasn't that a Kimmel car? Kimmel. Kimmel, yes, thank you. Uh, uh, Kimmel in the 69 there. Hey, how about 69? uh, Michael Hindy in the uh, CRA series. Sharp-looking car. He... he, uh, had a hard crash down at New, New Smyrna a couple of weeks ago. But hey, that's all I got. 69. Very, I, uh, 68 is just as popular as 69, I found out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hey, well, this episode, we're going to have Ty Majeski on to talk about his Daytona run and the upcoming Las Vegas weekend. Um, and then we're going to recap Auto Club Speedway this past weekend as well. So let's get into it. Well, let's start right away with the hotline again, and we'll have our, our guest very often this year, Ty Majeski, join us again. Ty, thanks again. Uh, how are you doing today? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good there, Ty. Hey, good run down at Daytona. Awesome job. Yeah, not bad. It was a, it was a solid points day for us. Anytime you can come out of Daytona with a, with a good points day to kick off the season, you're, you're doing all right. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, uh, you started on the front row again, so the truck had speed right off the truck again. Yeah, this truck was going for uh, three poles in a row, one with Johnny, uh, and then one with me last year. So we were, we were close to it, but the KBM trucks have a really strong super speedway package right now. I have a lot of speed in their trucks, and um, our, our truck saw some speed in it, but we got to do a little work on it for Talladega. So overall... Um, happy with the happy with the effort. Wish we could have made it three in a row with that truck, but um, yeah, really, really good speed in it. Looked like you were going to win the first stage as well. You had a hell of a save coming out of turn four, end up finishing sixth in the first stage. Yeah, uh, we were just fired off too free. Uh, sometimes that's the price you pay for uh, qualifying. Well, you're not able to to make adjustments after qualifying and. Obviously, when you trim these things out, uh, they get free uh, over the course of a run. So uh, once we got back in in the pit area after the stage one and uh, got some wedge in it, uh, we were able to, to have a little bit more comfort in the truck. So that was uh, – I, I, I knew I was on the free side. I thought I could hang on to it for one corner and uh, get a stage win, but uh, obviously not. <laughs> 
Hey, you know, as a fan, it was really frustrating with the weather there to try to get up and back down. And, you know, it's frustrating to get into a rhythm. What, what it's, what's your feelings on something like that, that uh, when that happens? Yeah, Daytona is not quite as big of a deal. Obviously, we don't like the rain delays, but, um, you know, there's Daytona is more of a chess match and a, a sort of a mental game more so than it is a, a rhythm type racetrack so uh every situation is different on the super speedways and you can't really plan for anything or get in any kind of a rhythm because you know it is always changing the goalpost is always moving so uh it's just a different style of racing and um obviously we're fighting the weather there which is a bummer uh my rear bumper was caved in pretty good from that wreck i missed with gms trucks um so chances are if we would have went back green the way the my rear bumper was shaped. It would have been really easy for somebody to hook me. So even though I wanted to go back green to have a chance at the win, I was uh, I was okay with uh, with with finishing sixth. You also finished sixth in uh, stage two. There, uh, six seems like it's your lucky number, huh? Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. We uh, we went through a stretch of like I don't know if it was six out of eight races last year where we qualified sixth as well. So. I don't know what the deal is with that, but um, like I said, really solid effort. Um, second stage, I think it ended with that big wreck on the back stretch where I went through the grass, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, avoided disaster multiple times throughout that race. So I'm um, just happy to, to bring it home in somewhat one piece and have something the guys don't need to completely rebuild for Talladega. Obviously needs a quite a bit of body work, but... Uh, no clip knocked off of it, so that was pretty much the first time with Thor Sport that uh, the, the clip hasn't got knocked off of it. So uh, we'll take it, regroup, and uh, get that truck ready for Talladega. You mentioned that other late race incident there with the GMS trucks. Uh, looked like Daniel Dyne, you made contact there. What did you see out of your windshield when that was happening? Yeah, I just saw them all start wrecking, and I was actually tucked up close behind ran end finger and he started slowing down i was able to get woed up and uh daniel wasn't able to do it as quick uh so he got in the back of me and i got into raja and it was sort of a just a stack up deal but uh really lucky to only get out of that with somewhat minimal damage and, and continue on that could have that could easily ended our race yeah that angle of that that incident was just horrible on tv so we had to ask you and see what your expertise was like it gave that front bumper a little character but it looked like it was still in good shape yeah honestly we had a, a ton of right rear quarter damage we had to pretty much cut the whole right rear quarter panel off and the bumper really? was and the spoiler was knocked up uh the front end wasn't too bad um you don't see that really affect you much on the super speedways just because you're you're in the draft so you're nose really isn't seeing any clean air as long as you're not leading a line anyway so that's why we've seen in the past so much so many guys get that get nose damage and sometimes in some cases their fenders are completely torn off and it really doesn't affect them as long as they're tucked up behind somebody so uh, we're more worried about the rear damage and and making sure this truck was still stable it looked like you were more comfortable uh, at Daytona this year than in years past. You said you put some work into it the last time you were on there. Did you feel more comfortable? Is that accurate uh, saying that? Yeah, I, I worked with uh, Brandon Lyons, my, my spotter, a ton. 
Uh, super Speedway racing is all about trusting your spotter and making those moves and being on the same page about how aggressive you want to be in certain stages of the race. Um, and I studied a lot, uh, really tried to hone in on my Super Speedway skills. It's not something I'm good at by any means, um, but certainly we're, we're making some moves and throwing some blocks and uh, just trying to be aggressive, right? Taking advantage of the runs I was getting and uh, put us in position to, to win a stage and felt like I would have done that if I hadn't gotten free off of four. So, um, you know, a, a big improvement on my part. I feel like I was much more comfortable uh, making those moves and, and, and really trusted Brandon um, on top of the spotter stand. So huge step in the right direction for us and hopefully we can take that to to talladega and uh hopefully we're, we're still in the playoffs at that point and um hopefully we can position ourselves and, and make another run at phoenix next race will be up at las vegas uh in the stages last year you finished ninth and third so you got some good points there you end up finishing 10th uh also i have a previous finish of 13th there probably deserved a better finish last year though yeah, yes and no. We, we, we missed it a little bit. Um, we strategized our way to finish third in that second stage, which was good. Um, you know, I, we just, I don't know, We I felt like we missed it as a package there last year. Teammates were really good. Um, we've, we've learned so much and, and developed our intermediate package so much over the course of last season that we really we really won't be going to the racetrack with the same setup at all. So um, just kind of getting to apply what we learned on – on some of the racetracks that are similar to uh, to Vegas, mostly Charlotte. Uh, so we're going to kind of take that Charlotte package that we sat on the pole with and, and ran inside the top five for most of the race before having a loose wheel at the end. So uh, I'm going to take sort of similar, something similar to that package to, to Vegas, and um, confidence is pretty high. I think we'll be pretty good out there. Hey, something that we should have touched on last time we talked to you, uh, Road Ranger. Road Ranger, your sponsor came back. Uh, how, how's that? How's that deal going? Yeah, really happy to have have Road Ranger back. Um, obviously, they were a big part of our success last season, and it's been a great relationship with uh, with everybody at Road Ranger. They're they're great people, uh, a lot of fun to hang out with, and. Uh, I feel like our relationship goes more than just a, a sponsor, race team, driver relationship. Um, they, we, you know, they, we've become close friends with them and uh, love the relationship and hopefully going to continue uh, to grow the, uh, the friendship and the, and the, uh, and the partnership uh, deep into the future. So, um, you know, it's, it's cool to, to be partnered with a, with the Midwest company. Their headquarters are in Schaumburg, Illinois, uh, right outside of Chicago. So, um, just kind of a perfect world. It, it just works. Uh, I feel like what, what their branding is matches what I'm about and how I've done things. And, um, it's hard to find a match like that. So hopefully we can, uh, build on this relationship and like I said, make it, make it long-term. They only have a few locations up here in Wisconsin. Do you know if they're looking to expand more up here? Yeah, I- I don't know necessarily how far north they're going to go. I know they want to, you know, start expanding, you know, west and east. They kind of go down the sort of the middle of the United States right now. Uh, they have a lot of locations in Texas and uh, up through Illinois. So um, I know they're trying to expand farther east and farther west. And, um, you know, they're, 
they're definitely expanding at a, at a pretty rapid pace and have a, a pretty big five-year plan to, um, I don't know the exact number, but they're adding uh, quite a few locations across the U.S. So um, they're looking to, to grow the partnership with us as they grow um, their organization and their company. So um, it's, it's sort of a perfect fit of, of where they're at as, a, as an organization and, and where we are at as well and where I'm at in, in my career. So um, everything is aligning and, and hopefully we can, we can do a good job for them and, and provide um, a return on their investment. And, um, and I think we've done that so far. Super late model racing is going to start ramping up uh, even more here. The stars tour, is going to have a race here March 11th at Pensacola. You're entered into that one. Uh, talk about going back to Pensacola and joining this national tour. Yeah, we want to make sure, you know, we have our ducks in a row. We did, did enter for the race. Uh, we're, we're waiting on our engine for it. So uh, we're sort of playing the, the waiting game right now. Um, you know, no no guarantees on any of that yet. So we're uh, we're working hard to get the cars done and make sure we have our ducks in a row to put, to put forth a, a full effort. So... Uh, I'm not sure when our first race is, is going to be yet, but uh, like I said, we're working hard to get the, the race cars done. If you do end up uh, going to uh, Pensacola there and racing in it, how do you think the track is going to be different in March versus the Snowball Derby, which everyone focuses on in December? Um, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. I really haven't been down there. Um, outside of snowball derby, obviously it's usually cooler temperatures. Um, I think it's pretty cold down there this time of year too. Um, so I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what the weather forecast is and how warm it is going to be down there. Um, in the March time frame. Uh, I, I don't expect it to be totally different. It's certainly not going to be like a, a summer race. Um, one big difference is that the track is going to be pretty green. I, I believe it'll be the first time cars would be on racetrack all year long. So, uh, track would be green, probably have some speed to it, some grip. I don't expect to be uh, too hot. So I guess I'd probably expect similar conditions with snowball. Awesome information there. Well, hey, man, uh, we've kept you long enough here. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll uh, talk to you after a, a good Vegas race for you. Congratulations on a great run at Daytona as well, and we'll talk to you soon again. Yeah, sounds good, guys. Appreciate it. All right, see you, Ty. Well, it was nice to talk to Ty there. Let's transition into the NASCAR Auto Club weekend. Start with the Xfinity Series, even though it ran after the Cup Series this weekend due to that moisture on Saturday that they got. They got moisture out there? <laughs> Just a little. It was Just unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable out there. Uh, storm of the century out there, man. No doubt. Stage one was won by Cole Custer. Hill, Chandler Smith, Hemrick, Herbst, Creed, Moffitt, Dillon, Nemechek, and Kligerman were the top 10 there. And then in stage two, some action started. Creed goes to block Barry, but Barry is there, and Creed spins. Makes slight contact, but it could have been worse on that inside wall in the backstretch. Good job by Sheldon there. There was harmony in the booth when they all went, wow! <laughs> I thought he was going to bury it nose first, and... He just bumped the cover, and he got to carry on. So, hey, how about uh, Daniel Hemrick? How about a bad wheel? He, uh, he's got a bad knee, and he had, to, he had to show the NASCAR that he could actually get out of the vehicle safety or safely. Um, so, But he says he's got bad knees. He's done this three, four times before, so <laughs> I guess he's used to that. But what a save by, uh, by Creed, man. Save of the year so far. Yeah, no doubt. 
Uh, Custer goes on and sweeps the stages. Nemechek, Sammy Smith, Dylan, Kligerman, Elgire, Mayer, Creed, Herbst, and Chandler Smith round out the top 10 there. Uh, Sammy Smith had some debris on the grill as the leader. Let's Creed and Barry Gold. The debris comes off, and then he passes them both back on a two-for-one deal there. <laughs> Boy, Sammy Smith, I mean, wherever he goes, man, he runs up front. Unbelievable. I think he's, he's got more talent than what we really think he's got. He's going to win some races in that car this year. I am not surprised at all. I am high on Sammy Smith, and he Ooh. was looking good there at Auto Club. Um, I tell you what, though, I was said debris, and you'll hear debris a couple more times here. What was the deal with um, those windshield windshields um, tear-offs coming off? Tear-offs and, and garbage. That, they were all over the place. There's some tracks that are that way, you know, and uh, it seems like California was always always the worst one of them all with trash. I think uh, they have it at Vegas, too, once when the, the winds get going out in the desert and hot dog wrappers seem to fly around, too. You might see that at Vegas again this week, too. Yeah, but it was weird that it was tear-offs. I was watching tear-off after tear-off come off these cars, and that was the thing that was getting stuck on the driver's uh, grills there. Maybe there'll be a rule about that. Maybe say, hey, you got to – I suppose they probably don't want them to stick so much to so the guy that's tearing them off. You know, he doesn't want to struggle with taking them off, so I suppose they lightly put them on, but get wind on them, uh, get 180-mile-an-hour wind under there. Well, what's going to happen to it? Out of here. So, hmm. I don't recall seeing that at other tracks. So it was weird. They do have tabs on there. If you look, there's different even color tabs they have now. To pull them, but I just thought it was strange that all of them were, were coming Maybe off. a cheaper adhesive between the layers or something. There's something there. So we'll see if NASCAR says something about that. Maybe they'll get tired of the being all that debris that's flying around on the track. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jones wasn't clear and comes uh, up the track and gets into Reddick. Jones spins and gets eaten by the grass. We were just talking about how we were fortunate with the grass, and there it uh, reared his ug ugly head. Yep, oh, I saw that. I said, boy, I, somebody just talked about that just the other day. And, yeah, I just took the right corner off, but it destroyed, uh, destroyed Jones' day. Uh, Custer then had a tire go down on the restart and gets in the wall. Austin Dillon had nowhere to go. That was both of our picks there in one. And uh, I even text you. You were watching on your phone, I think, by texting and said, I thought it was just the double zero because I got distracted there for a second and What's the chances that it was both of our guys? And I saw that, and I just destroyed the whole right front of the of the Dylan's car, and I thought, I'm done. And both of us both pitted at the same time, got back out there, and I think they probably even started side by side. And I was watching the ticker, and Dylan was moving up. All of a sudden, he kept going, but your guy, your guy was more hurt than mine was. Hey, I got a top 10 out of that. So I was surprised with all that right front damage that Dil Dylan could limp that thing home to an eighth-place finish. Yeah, that was uh, that was impressive for sure. Uh, and then Barry puts Reddick in the wall. Boy, you'll hear this later, but what a rough day for Tyler Reddick. No caution the whole, there, but wow. The whole weekend was horrible. Matter of fact, his whole season hasn't really started very well. That's right, yeah. Man, he's having yeah, that, a bad luck, bad luck award for him. It's crazy. He's behind uh, some people that just ran Daytona. He's run two races, and he's behind in points to people who ran <laughs> That's I mean, not funny, but that's, yeah, that when you dig a hole coming out of the box, he's going to be fighting tooth and nail. But guess what? 
it still comes down to in the cup series, all he's got to do is win once. That's, you know, and just be there for every race and you'll be in the championship. So don't have to stress this early into the season yet. No. And I mean, he can go out there and have a top five finish this week and he could be back in the top 20. I mean, it's so early that it really doesn't matter. A but whole good, lot. Team, good teams that will not affect, you know, but something like that for a, a mid, mid, mid-sized team that could either, this is a make or break it, but I think that team is strong enough. Um, yeah, they got the backing there. I they just would have to say, Hey, it's just like your golf game. When the golf, you know, you have a bad hole, you go to the next one and forget about the last one. Yep. Uh, Ellis spins and then Sammy Smith spins on the restart there. John Hunter Nemechek would win the race. He was good all day long with Custer as well. Mayer comes home second. Nice to see Wisconsin uh, finish second there. Uh, Elgeyer, Chandler Smith, Barry Hill, Herbst, Dylan, Moffitt, and Kligerman in the top 10. Uh, nice finish for Chandler Smith too. I tell you what, we talked about Sammy. Chandler Smith uh, showing his talent early on too. Yep, that's a good car too. You know, get a fourth place. And hey, how about uh, how about Wisconsin old Sam Mayer, man? I mean, he put her in a wall early in the race. You and I both said we missed the start because um, we had to get it through streaming. And you you texted me and said I missed the start, and I did too. And then finally find out that the one was in an incident where he got pinched into the wall at the start of the race. Yeah. Uh, good recovery for for him there. He's had a good start, other than the last lap incident at Daytona. Um, he's been showing speed uh, the first two races here. Yep. So that would be somebody to watch there. Good. He's with a good team and a good owner there. Absolutely. Well, let's get into the Cup race, which was actually before the Xfinity race, like we just said. Uh, in Stage One, Lejoy and Brad Kozlowski make contact, and Brad Kozlowski goes for a spin. Chastain would win the stage over Blaney, Suarez, Bowman, Hamlin, Byron, Logano, Harvick, Truex, and Elliott. In stage two, Blaney, LaJoy, and AJ make contact after Blaney comes down. Just a little after Stenhouse starts to come up to the top there and feel that hole, AJ spins and hits the wall on the backstretch. Yep, and <laughs> there's your contact. That was hard contact, too. You know, and uh, one thing that was at the beginning is uh, – um, in my my wife's NASCAR pool, had the uh, Larson Larson, and uh, they were ripping the electrical out of it, and that was a big swing when uh, Kyle Larson was taken out. He lost 16 laps on that. But yeah, um, what what I noticed right away when that first pit stop is that when Blaney Blaney's car set that uh, set the car down on the hose. And he ended up coming around the front of the car, and the guy couldn't pull it no more, and they had to go back around, jack the car up. And did that affect his race big time? Oh, yeah. Then you're back in the pack, and something like this can happen. Uh, that's all it takes is one little thing. And it was on, man. <laughs> it, they called it the big one. <laughs> uh, Truex loses a wheel after pit road there. Thought he had contact, but it was actually a loose wheel. First, we've seen what the the new rules here are a two-lap penalty assessed and two crew people were suspended. I like that. That's better than telling the crew chief he's out of there, crew crew boss. So, uh, yeah, I guess they, they should be able to find some more tire changers out there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. They got backup, so hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Reddick gets into LaJoy, who spins, and then a huge checkup on the restart. This was the big one. Bell, Amarola, Priest, Reddick, Blaney, Ty Dillon, Haley, Gillen, Kozlowski, Haley involved. 
I text you and said, what is going on? This is worse than Daytona. That was the big one there. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, Logano, as the leader, has more, what what is it, 50% more launch off in the, in the start zone. And he just decided he was going to wait till the end. And I think everybody, as, as a habit, just thinks that this is when we're going to fire and take off. Um, I don't know if they're going to shorten that box to stop that, but Logano said that you can check my gauges or whatever and see if I dropped down. He didn't. He just waited, and that was up to him. But everybody in the back is going to have to learn that they can't take stuff for granted. So what I saw, was it Chastain that was behind Logano on the restart? It seemed like Chastain or whoever was behind him, uh, behind Logano, excuse me, was like two car lengths off and fired. So he was going to try to get a better restart. And that's where I think it started because Austin, that guy went, got up to Logano's back bumper, figured out he wasn't going to go. And then the stack up happens. And we've seen it at short track races as well. The back half of the field is stuck. So... Somehow that needs to, I don't know if it needs to be regulated more. I know NASCAR looks at it and says close the gap, but to me, that's where it started. It did, yeah. And once one, uh, I think Elliott and then Ham or uh, Harvick slammed into Elliott, and then that was like probably outside P6. And after that, it was just on and boy, I mean, they break the linkage on the cars and then they get stuck in the grass and it's just horrible and they destroyed a lot of cars. Um, so it was unfortunate, but that new rule is going to be looked at, um, to see, you know, if they have to, that, you know, when I seen the start zone, it was so obvious of how much longer it is than what it used to be. Maybe you should have left it where it is. I don't have a problem with that. Let's um, find out. It's got something I'm going to keep an eye on. I'm sure yeah. Las Vegas is going to have a larger launch off and let's see what happens. I think it comes down to the drivers, not leaving as much space. I know that hurts them a little bit, but that's how it is in all racing. You got to close up the gap. You can't have that big of a gap and try to launch technically before the leader to get a better restart. It just, Nothing ever not happens good, good with somebody checking up. If somebody checks up, guess what's going to happen? It happens. You got run over. Yeah. Yep, and yeah. It goes, so. yeah, and speaking of the grass, it's not like it was wet from rain at all. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Surprising as much as they got, I guess that sand soaks that stuff right up. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too bad, I guess, but uh, unbelievable out there. Who would have thought California getting all this rain? Uh, problem is getting it all at once. That's not good either. We cringe when they talk about weepers because we have that around here and how it can, you know, be a concern. I wasn't, you know, I, I text you and I said the groove in pit lane has still got moisture in it, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I looked at that track and I wouldn't say it was 100%. I mean, they, were, they said they were out there at 530 in the morning you know, trying to clean it up the best they could. Um, yeah, they did the best they could, and it turned out really good. Two, uh, last race at California, man. Mm, I think it was a good one. It was a, it was above average. Well, and the thing that I think helped the Weepers, too, is I think they were cutting holes and doing all that to let the uh, moisture get out quicker because it's the last race, so they, you could do that. And Yeah, I guess you can carve up your racetrack because it ain't it's all really going to get carved up after that. Yeah, so <laughs> good point, Lauren, good point. <laughs> Uh, Chastain does win stage two there over Kyle Busch, Logano, Harvick, Suarez, Hamlin, Elliott, Bowman, uh, Dylan, and Brad Kozlowski. You know, there was a tight battle coming down to pit road for the final green flag stop between Chastain and Bush. That was uh, that was fun to watch. Yes, it was. And uh, 
Yeah, that was, I think them two are going to be battling all year long. I think those are the best two cars that are probably running right now. Looking good right now, you bet. You bet. Kyle Busch goes on and wins the race over Elliott, Chastain, Suarez, Harvick, Hamlin, Brad Kozlowski, Bowman, Dillon, and Logano. Uh, I tell you what, RCR looked good at Daytona, has two cars inside the top 10. I know Austin Dillon runs good at Auto Club as well, but uh, they're looking very, very strong so far. Boy, that track at the end, man, these guys, their, their tongues are hanging out with Kozlowski and Hamlin. They all had wall contact, you know, so, um, you know, uh, Suarez had a penalty, you know, and he came back from that to get a fourth place. Um, so. Kyle, he had a penalty early. He questioned it. Boy, I tell you what, if you get caught speeding, you know, even though it was lap 43, when the last pit stops there, I mean, <laughs> you got to really be patient with that. If something's off with your tack or something like that, he said it was not right. And he questioned that. And then all of a sudden, when the last pit had to be there, hey, they hit it. And that's, that's how they got the win, man. Well, maybe that's why Chastain closed a car length or two coming into the pits there because Kyle was leaving a little extra space there just in case. You betcha. You, yeah, you don't want to see that taken away at the end like that. You'd, that'd be devastating. Your race is over. Yeah. Uh, hey, two kind of uh, cool things here as well. Well, first, uh, how about Chase Elliott? Kind of a – he wasn't really a huge factor all day. He was good. But, boy, coming to the end there, he caught Chastain, who was strong all day. That was an impressive run coming to second for Chase Elliott. Yeah, that's for sure. And hey, uh, um, how about them cars and how they were so sandblasted? Wow. wow. That, that's, I mean, you used to see that like at Daytona and Talladega. I've never seen it. But I suppose if you're talking about maybe that they saw it into the racetrack, that might have added to the, the sandblasting that was there. So and the cars looked totally different when the front ends were all plastered full. And it even hurt Wallace. It packed the radiator and, and uh, overheated, and, that, and he, lost, <laughs> he lost the race. He was out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. But, yeah, in that – that could be it. I didn't think about it that closely, but yeah, that could have been a major factor. So we probably we probably figured this all out just by just by talking, saying sawing up the the racetrack to dry it out, and then all this sandblast is everywhere and packing radiators. So, but bye bye California. We'll see you in two years. Yeah, let's get into that uh, in a second here. I want to mention these two things uh, before we move on too much. Uh, Kyle Busch breaks his tie with Richard Petty, the King, for most consecutive seasons with win. He now has wins in 19 consecutive seasons. He won his rookie year all the way to this year. So uh, incredible. I don't think that's stopping anytime soon either. Uh, and then also the Bush brothers break the record for most win by brothers in the Cup Series with 95. Kyle has 61. Kurt with 34. They passed Bobby and Donnie Allison. Talk about Kyle, some history there. Kyle said that one means more to him than the other one. So yeah, he's uh, he was with with his brother and everything. Hope Kurt's doing all right. So yeah, I'd like to see him. You know, there's rumor that he might be racing later, but he still ain't cleared from that wreck at Pocono. Yeah, uh, talking about Kurt Busch there. What a downer. I uh, hope he is doing okay because yep. uh, we need him out there and, and we need him feeling better. Yeah. Or, or even put him in the booth, too. He is a good analyst. I like him. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. He is very good. Mm -hmm. um, Kyle's good. Legon, there's a lot of guys. You wonder how this is all going to work out with them. 
I mean, Logano's got some years, but Harvick's going to the booth. Kurt Busch, he might maybe he'll do more with twenty three eleven than the booth. But there's some uh, some of the older drivers have some talent up in the booth, so it'd be cool to see them all do it. But it's kind of full right now. There's only one guy out there, you know, that I think is how can he? I think he probably will be on the fence if he's not going to be around much, and I, that would be Jeff Burton. I don't think he's very popular on the NBC network. Um, you know, that could be somebody that could possibly be replaced. You know, Jeff Burton is kind of old school. They call him the mayor, and he's involved like that. But I, I could see him being replaced by one of these other drivers that are coming through. Maybe. Why do you say that? That's interesting. That is interesting. You know, all of a sudden, you listen to, well, it's just like football. All of a sudden, now Tom Brady's going to be showing up. You know, it's somebody new coming through that's been in the sport. Jeff Burton's been out of the sport for a long time. Um you know, his son is racing. Um, I think he would be vulnerable. I think that uh, there probably could be somebody that's just got out of racing that would have more of the knowledge of what's going, uh, what the new car is and all this. That is, now, this is totally my opinion. But I know some people that I talk to, and they say Jeff Burton just like sometimes he, uh, he's got that kind of voice that kind of scratches on on chalkboard but <laughs> that's that's just my opinion and people that i talk to that i just think jeff burt would be vulnerable so i didn't think you were going to go that route i guess if i'm really thinking about it this is way off topic but um i thought maybe dale jr if they acquire a charter in the next few years for a cup series team maybe he would want to be more involved in that with the tv deal um, or maybe even Clint Boyer, you know, it seems like Clint's a little less amped up about TV this year, uh, had some personal stuff go on and all that. So I, th- maybe, but Jeff Burton, I didn't think about that. Did you see Clint, Clint Boyer? He is so skinny. I looked at him today or this last week. I'm going, dude, you got to eat. He is so skinny. I just, I couldn't, it was really noticeable. And so, um, yeah, he needs to put some meat on his bones. Yeah, it just seems like they're less um, excited. Even when like AJ spun this weekend, there's viral clips of it. It just no no excitement. Like, oh, there goes AJ, and it's not like anything exciting. So, I, yeah, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Uh, you know, and Fox is still digging around. You know, now Tony's off, and Danica's on by popular demand, and then Tony goes back at Phoenix, and then I think she comes back again. So they are. Uh, Huh? What are you laughing at? She's something to look at. Anyway, <laughs> so um, she's got her opinion like that. But they're at Fox. They're searching for somebody. I mean, Harvick is actually going to fill that void for next year. But wow, could you see Harvick going in there and then you know Boyer going away? Who knows? Who knows how that's going? And Mike Joy, you know, he's still the best man. But uh, wow, you know, he's he's getting up there too. I love my, Mike Joy. Um, it even seems like he's a little less excited though, too. Like he has some great stats that nobody else will be ever to repeat or know. Um, even, I don't know. It's just something, something weird. We'll see what happens this week, I guess. Fox still does a great job. Fox does a lot better job than NBC, but, uh, yeah, we, we can see that it's kind of winding that way and maybe they, maybe they want to spruce it up or something. So, but anyway, I enjoy it anyway. So carry on. For sure. Yep, no doubt. Um, boy, I didn't expect that to be a, a thing on this podcast. There's a there's a tangent that we just went well, on. something something to kind of talk about, but that's the state of racing, you know. But 
Yeah, before we get in our picks for Las Vegas here, some interesting news uh, came up about the uh, packages for racing coming down here. We're starting to get into road courses and short tracks coming up here. So there's a new short track and road course package. The package features slight modifications to the next-gen car that significantly decrease the downforce created by the vehicles. This configuration will be utilized at all tracks where wet weather equipment will be required. Uh, among the changes are a two-inch rear spoiler, a reduction from the current four-inch blade on the rear deck lid, in addition to several tweaks underneath the car. Those include the removal of the three diffuser strakes, engine panel strakes, and trimming the diffuser's outer fencing. All challenges were run together during the second day of a January test at Phoenix. Uh, there's a quote here. I believe this was done from NASCAR. Um, with a, a doctor here, uh, they're saying that basically adds up to 30% downforce reduction. This Dr. Eric Jacuzzi told NASCAR.com, they're now in a downforce level we haven't seen since pre-2000s for sure, like mid-90s. And much of the direction of these changes was inspired by the Garage 56 program, which is a project by NASCAR, Hendrick Motorsports, Chevrolet, and Goodyear. Uh, for to compete in the 24 hours of Le Mans or Le Mans, excuse me. Uh, Le Mans, Le Mans, there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, kids, so kind of interesting there. Uh, the short tracks and road courses suffered last year majorly. You and I have talked about that. Uh, I think they were worse than, than you did, but uh, so some major changes here. How about that quote from that Dr. Eric Jacuzzi? Now in a downforce level we haven't seen since pre-2000s for sure, like mid-90s. Wow. Okay, yeah, I'm for that. Let's see that. Let's see it happen. That was good racing back then. They, they have to, you know what, they have to find something and have to stick with it, you know. They're, they're, they're fishing. They're, they're still looking. Uh, they, so. they had to fish on this one, though. I suppose. It was sure not good. They're trying to get the racing better. So, yeah, you're right. The short tracks, like I told you, like, hey, Martinsville. Well, we got excited at the end. But the other short tracks, just like ho-hum, you know, it's just single file. Yeah, you're right. It was. It needed a little bit of a rule change. But, hey, they're also talking about wet, you know, wet uh, conditions. And they're testing that at Phoenix in the middle of a desert. Hmm. Well, I don't Similar. know that they tested wet weather equipment in Phoenix. I'm sure they're going to. If they're taking spoiler and stuff like that, you have to see what kind of rooster tail and, well, no, and no, no, how it affects the car. This was done at a test in January, and these pa this package will be required at all tracks that require a wet weather package. Oh, so the okay. test was already done. This was the test in January, and Jimmy Johnson ran that test. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, amongst others. Yeah. So the. The reduction, we'll see what happens. It's pretty pretty interesting. Well, we'll find out when we get to Phoenix. Yeah. It should lean a little bit. Boy, yeah. wouldn't you like to see a good Phoenix race at the end of the year instead of it's been a little putting, while. That, putting all that special sauce all over the place and then in places they can't even use it, and it's just weird. But, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see a good championship race at the end of the year. Well, kudos for NASCAR for checking into it because it was a uh, bummer last year with those races. So It was, yeah. They're always looking into it. All right, let's talk about our picks for Las Vegas now. Let's start with the truck series. Well, you'll start, Mark. Um, 
last year's winner was Chandler Smith, so he will not be in the field this time. Who do you got? Does it, wasn't Chandler Smith driving for who, Kyle Busch? <laughs> and I think Kyle Busch is in the race this week, and uh, and he's at home uh, at Las Vegas. Uh, I think I think I'll take Kyle Busch. Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. Um. All Go right. I will take John Hunter Nemechek, who will be racing the Tricon Garage number 17 truck this weekend. Uh, I think he's got a uh, fight for Kyle Busch. Yeah, that's a good pick. He's beaten Bush before. Yep. Uh, for Xfinity, I'll go first because you had Austin Dillon, who beat Cole Custer. I will take, uh, and this will shock you, I will take Kyle Busch, who's racing who the number there? 10. Who, who won at the Xfinity last year? Oh, excuse me. Uh, the Xfinity race last year was Ty Gibbs. So he will also not be in the field this weekend. Hey, I see. I hear Ty, uh, Ty Gibbs is going to get a little deal going here. He might be in the Xfinity series just a little bit. But uh, um, as for as for the Bush series, I'm going to I'm going to take uh, Josh Berry. I think Josh Berry's going to have it just enough to to beat Kyle Busch in the Xfinity race. That's a good pick, too. He runs uh, well at Vegas as well. He won there last year uh, in the playoffs, if I remember correctly. So, yep, and that's, uh, that whole team runs good at Vegas. So, uh, pick one, so I did. I took Josh Berry. <laughs> All right, in the Cup Series, uh, you will go first because I had Kyle Busch, and he won the race over Eric Jones, who... Did not get the finish he deserved. That was actually a very good pick by you. Uh, but you'll go first here for the Cup Series. Well, you know, since uh, <laughs> since Kyle Busch is doing the trifecta, and uh, the way he looked last week, I mean, that car, you'd have to admit, after that last stage, they had that car tuned up, and I don't see why that won't run like that at Vegas this weekend. I'll take, hold your breath, Kyle Busch. <laughs> Uh, another shocker. I will take someone who has won multiple times there. I will take the driver of the Penske number 22. I'll take Joey Logano. He runs uh, really well there. All the Penske cars runs good there. So even even Keselowski, when he ran with, with them, he ran good there. Hey, Keselowski, isn't that something? That team has been showing some speed. Six in the 17. I want to see what they do when we get to some of these uh, intermediate tracks and uh, some short tracks. I want to see how they do. That'll show their improvement uh, to me a little more. Yeah, yeah, but there is speed there. I mean, it's just they've come a long way from where they've been. Oh, and by the way, uh, the winner of the Cup Series race last spring in Las Vegas was Alex Bowman. Yeah, on fuel. That was a fuel run for him. That's how he pulled that race out. Yep. Uh, so right now you're up one on me. You have four points to my three three points. So I hope to uh, switch that around this weekend. Yeah. So hopefully we won't have no weather. It looks like looks like perfect weather out there, man. So yep. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it was looking like it was going to be pretty cold out there this weekend, but it's kind of slowly turned around. So I can't, I'm waiting for it. Eight o'clock. We're going to see a truck race. Ready to go. Take a nap so that you can stay up late Friday night. <laughs> yeah. The all West Coast stuff. People, all you older people, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, that's episode number 69 here. Uh, 
before we get going here, we got some exciting news. We're going to have Travis Pastrana on. We told you we were working about it. Uh, giving me some goosebumps there. We're going to talk to him about his Daytona 500 experience, some other things. Uh, we're also going to have Derek Kraus on next week. Uh, with uh, also, uh, there's going to be two people on next week's episode. Greg Van Ulst, the winner of the Daytona ARCA race, is going to join us next Wednesday as well. So we're going to have uh, Travis on. That'll be released over this weekend. And then next Wednesday, we're going to have Derek Kraus and Greg Van Elst. Uh, super exciting stuff for us. We thank everyone for joining us. And thanks for Ty for joining us, too. He was on earlier this episode. We enjoy talking to, to him and hope he does well out in Las Vegas. But uh, very exciting stuff happening as for us, Mark. Things are starting to move here. It is. It is. Well, uh, thanks to Ty for joining us once again. Mark, thanks for doing this as well. And, uh, hey, we'll talk to you soon. See you later, man. See ya. This has been a production of Lore Sports. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.